Welcome to the Million Dollar Listening Podcast. In this show, we aim to help people grow in all areas of life with the focus of getting to the next level. I'm your host, Mari Wines, realtor, marketing guru, real estate coach, and co-owner of E3 Realty. Hey everyone, welcome back to Million Dollar Listening. I'm your host, Chris Stu, and I have a special guest here today, Tracy Nelson. Thank you so much for coming on today. I truly do appreciate it. Um, and I always like to basically, well, when agents kind of join E3, bring them into the podcast and let people know who you are, right? What, what are you about? Um, I've known you for a very long time, so right. for this conversation, I will probably know everything you're going to say within reason, but for everyone else out there, probably will not. So... Um, always like to start off with, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, family, business, like how did you get into real estate? Like, give us a little bit of the backstory. Sure. Um, so I am married to a mortgage broker, Ethan Nelson, and, uh, we have four kids. So now they are 24, 19, 12, and seven. So parenting forever, right? Forever. Forever. Um, but it's great. And, um, and a couple of dogs, of course. Um, but yeah, I got into real estate, um, just honestly, by mistake, in a way, uh, in 2004, um, I was moving to Arizona and a good friend of mine um, wanted to buy a house together out there. And so we did. And then we ended up buying one on court steps as well. That's so why I got that experience and flipping a home and um, threw yourself right in. Huh? Just went you right, right in. in. You I said, I'm not doing the easy route. Just go yeah. right into what? Well, I'm going to buy one here. I, I was like, this is great. Um, this is a great experience. And just did my, did my research, you know, this is really kind of before a lot of what we see online and technology. So had to do a lot of in-person research. Um, and then from there, I um, went to a Scottsdale real estate school and got my license in Arizona. And then I went to the mortgage world as a loan officer for a few years in California and licensed um, there. And then I decided I wanted to get back to, you know, for me, the happier side of things. Oh, you don't like the mortgage side? I mean, oh. Both are extremely, you know, stressful yeah. jobs and 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 whatnot. But um, I like the negotiating part of my side of things, being a real estate agent. Uh, you know, some other people do like to put those puzzle pieces together with numbers. Mm -hmm. And although I don't mind doing numbers when it comes to negotiating, yeah. um, you know, putting pen to paper like that every single day is just not my, my thing. So, you know, I like to be able to see the ending, right, um, of and handing those keys over or, you know, wishing a family um, the best of luck on the next chapter when they move out of their home. So. Awesome. Awesome. And, and you're right. I mean, there are two different lifestyles, right? Two, right. Two different jobs, like crunching numbers as a loan officer, guidelines, talking to underwriters, processors. Yeah. It, yes, it's the same industry, but they're two different people, right, at the end of the day. Absolutely. And then there's the other side, which, you know, I like to say it's like, you know, you have the uh, finance in a car lot, and then you have the person who t test drives the car. The real estate agent is kind of the person who test drives the car with the people. A um, lot more fun or more, pers uh, more person to person. And like you said, negotiations, right? You're still negotiating. It's just right. just numbers on, you know, this price or repairs and that and that. So so got into buying a house at the courthouse, which I learned something new every day. I did not know that yeah. about you, so it's pretty cool to know. I uh, got into the mortgage side, married, kids. Uh, Bill and Nate, but one thing that I do know about you is you're huge in the community. Um, great family, help out the schools, help out our baseball team, which is phenomenal. Helps team mom, you know, a huge shout out there. Um, 
but you're huge in the community. Tell me a little bit about why, why the community is so important to you sure. and, and, and just in general. Well, I mean, honestly, I think that my, my big thing, I like to come from a place of contribution, whether that's in my workplace and helping with trainings or anything like that, um, all over to my family life. Um, coming from contribution and as well as my community, because I think it's just so important to um, show that community support and, you know, small business owners alike and, um, you know, really get word of mouth out there. Right. It's just for me, that's something I'm passionate about. I, I like to help others. I like to be involved and spread awareness to to help other small business owners. So I know what it's like to be one. Right? Absolutely. We are small yeah. business owners. We are. A lot of times it gets, it gets overlooked because we don't have a a brick and mortar yep. shop usually, right? People walk in. People don't walk into our spot and buy something and leave, right? They don't so, think you're self-employed, right? But correct. We are. Yeah. We are. We're self-employed. We're, we're you know, small and pop shop. So, um, yeah, you know, you've been huge in the community, especially downtown Brentwood, right? You know a lot of contacts down there. Um, and I know you when you talk about giving back, how it's kind of natural to you, right? I've noticed one of the biggest things with you is it's not coming from a place of, of anything else outside of just, I like caring. You're a giver, right? You like to make sure people are happy. One of the big things that you're doing now currently is you're kind of running a show called Living East County, right? And what you're doing is promoting small businesses, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about why you feel getting them on camera and sharing that is is going to help their businesses grow to the next level. Sure. Uh, Living in East County is great because it really helps me team up and provide that um, video exposure, which we have all come to learn in our industry is Super important right super now, important. right? Yep. It's super important and it's something that we have to do every day. And then to, you know, take that and know that you can use those resources that we have to help another small business owner get that information out there because they are busy with the day-to-day -day things. They know All that they right. cannot get ahead on the social media thing, right? That we love to hate, have this hate-love relationship with. And um, if I can get out and support my community, come from a place of contribution and do that for them, I mean, it's a win-win and, um, you know, I, I have fun doing it. So it, it's great to really get in there and learn about these business owners as well with, you know, where they come from, why they decided to open business in Brentwood or a local community, um, why they're selling what they're selling and, um, you know, what the highlights are of their business place mm -hmm. and getting that awareness out there because they really have that in inside of them and they want to get it out, but they don't have them, you know, either the means or the time to put that together. So just being able to do that, you know, free of charge the business owner and and getting all that out there for them, they are they, it's been a great program. Can I say something? Yeah. Did you say free of charge? Free of charge. That's right. So if you are in East County and you're looking to get your business spotted, please reach out to Tracy. She'll be more than happy to interview you, bring you in. And absolutely that's that's the whole purpose of it, right? Right. Is is we understand and as a broker is our kind of Bring it right back to what you just said. Same thing we do as a brokerage. We need to support our agents and our team and be able to make sure, like, I know you don't have time to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, D. Like, it's impossible. Right. Right? It's literally impossible, right? So we'll support you back there, and you're doing the exact same thing on the other side. And I think the biggest thing about the community in general is I love about Brentwood, Antioch, East County, Discovery Bay, is we're still that small community. Yeah. Yes, we're growing. Yes, you're seeing more people move into the area. But when you go downtown, you've got three, four generations sometimes down there, right? It goes deep, right? And so it's good to see like the small community still be around here in the Bay Area, right? Because it's not normal, right? I mean, I grew up in Fremont, and Fremont's changed over and over again. And I mean, the bowling alley, which everybody knew back then, was Chloe Family Bowl. You know, it's no longer around. 
but that was a staple, right? And now that's gone. So everything kind of changes, but Brent was done a very good job of of keeping itself. And same with most of East County of kind of being who they are. Discovery Bay is the same way. There's not a lot of big businesses in Discovery Bay. You live there, you, you go on the boats in the summertime and you enjoy it. So that's awesome. So now that we talked a little bit about the community, talked a little bit about the family, let's talk a little bit about the business for you. Sure. Okay, because I always like to get into the next level of things for us. You're more known as a listing agent, right? And so most people don't know, like as a real estate agent, they think realtor does everything, right? It's kind of how it usually works. Like I hire a realtor, they do buyers, they do sellers. And yes, some do all. I'm kind of one of those little <laughs> weird ones. I've learned a little bit of skill sets in every angle, including lending. Yes, I'm I'm in that job. Yeah, That's it. Okay. <laughs> but you really focus on listings. And why, yeah. tell me a little bit for people out there that understand it, like why is it so important to focus your energy on one the way you have, because you've done a phenomenal job on listings. Sure. You know, I think that, you know, we, I like to kind of go back because I think we all have put our, our first years in as trying to get buyer's agent or being a buyer's agent. And that's kind of where you start, right? So for me, my goal has always been to be a primary, you know, primarily a listing agent um, because no matter what happens with the market, there's always a house to sell. Uh, somebody that needs to move these big job or life changes, right? Whether it's job relocation, um, a, a divorce situation, a in the family, um, or just moving on to that next chapter, retirement. So, you know, for me, I I always wanted to be in charge of that sale, right? And starting being the listing agent, being that primary contact, and and being able to um, really break down someone's timeline actually backwards and reverse there, right? from from what they need um, and listening to those wants, needs, their goals in the next chapter so that I can rewind it and just put it down for them pen and paper. And I like planning that out. Um, that's a big thing for me. But I did start, just like most people do, holding open houses to get clients, right? And I put in that grind time of, of continually, you know, for other agents, right? Other listing agents and and building up my clientele. And then once somebody gives you that opportunity to sell their home um, beyond, you know, exceeding their wildest dreams of what a realtor does <laughs> is what my goal was. All right. You do more than put signs in the yard and sell houses. They do. They do. Sales, I'm not giving away all my secrets. No, not today. Not today. Okay. That's for later. Um, yeah. But I... Um, you know, then you are holding open houses of your own listing. And and for me, I really like that experience of having a little bit more control of the sale um, and helping the seller get what they need and want. Um, of course, I still have buyer business. I have a couple buyers in contract right now. Um, I also have someone that helps me with showing appointments, right? Because I do have a lot of time that's spent with my my listing clients, my sellers. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's one of those things where it just started naturally happening mm -hmm. and I started getting towards that goal because of, you know, what I kind of set my eyes on. So, um, and, and that is being a primarily a listing agent and I get a lot of referral business. Um, this is what Tracy did when, you know, she sold our house, you have to use her kind of thing. And, and that's when that repetitive business started coming and, you know, you sold my house the last time you stayed in touch and we couldn't imagine selling with anybody else again or, um, even right now, I have a couple sellers in contract that they were the buyers represented by somebody else of a listing that I sold. And they liked the experience so much, they wanted me to sell their house when they were ready. So um, it's one of those things that I pride myself on. And I really love to help people kind of move on to that next chapter. 
I love it. I love it. And I'm going to break that down a little bit. There's a lot of little good nuggets in there. So I'm going to make sure <laughs> I break those things down a little bit. Um, you said you started like most agents as a buyer's agent. Yeah. You also said you started like most agents doing open houses. And so for the agents out there that, that are hearing this, listen, from somebody who's been doing this for, we're going on what, 12 years now, give or take? 20 total, but 20 total, 12 in California. California. Yeah. Right. So, so 20 total years, 12 in California, like you've got to start, you got to work, you got to put the work in, right? You've, mm-hmm. You said, hey, listen, this is where I got to. Then I also got in there that you figured out that it sounds like you like project management really is what it comes down to. You're a project manager. You like details. You like to, you like to fix it. You're a reverse engineer. Okay, you got to be here by this date. Let me work my way backwards. And you knew listings is kind of that formula, right? So that, that was really, really neat how you kind of broke it down. You like the project. You're a project manager. Fix it. Go. The other big thing that you, you mentioned in there as well that I really liked um, was you like control. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. You like control and that's good. You know, that means you know you're going to get where you want to go because you are in control. As a buyer's agent, it's a little bit tougher, right? People have things change, jobs change, areas of zip codes change, cities change. There's a, there's a lot of moving pieces there, um, but that's phenomenal. And those are some really good pieces that I want people to kind of pick up on from someone who's sold so many houses. Now, let me ask you about listings in general. And I know the project management, I know we all have goals and all of that kind of good stuff. But one thing that you did mention before we get into that was, you get most of your business from where? You said referrals. Correct. That usually means, at least from where I look at things, and most people look at it, means you provide an experience. Yes, a whole right. experience, and I built that trust. Yes. Yes. You provided an experience so good that multiple times you've had people who bought homes that you listed are now asking you to sell their home. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so just want to make sure you guys are clear not agents are, are, are created equal, and the fact that they had an agent and helped them buy the house but they didn't use that agent. They used you because of your experience on the listing side. And that usually means because she loves control and she did both agents' jobs to get the job done is usually what that means. It's just so you guys know the black and white of that. I that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that. Uh, well, we don't know the agents. So we're not going to know the bus here. I have no idea who the agents are. No. But that's usually what that means is you literally were controlling that whole transaction. Mm-hmm. Well, they were like, you are the expert. You are the person who I need to go to. I need to sell my house. So that's phenomenal. Great job there. So... Now I got to ask you a question in general about goals because I think right. most agents like you have goals in general, and and usually goals change; they're not always going to be the same. But talk to me as as how you kind of look at your goals in general, whether it's personal, business, and all of that, because you're probably pretty goal oriented, I would imagine. I am. Um, you know, one of the things that I have done is, you know, it when you have that type A personality, you know, ADHD, which I am. I think we all fully diagnosed, okay? Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, your brain's scattered, you're all over the place. It's it's kind of like, well, it's just comparison, but maybe when you look at a credit report and someone thinks they need to pay off the big bills first, when really it's starting with the small nuggets and the little ones and working your way up that makes the biggest difference. And most people don't know that, right? Well, I feel like that's how I kind of zone in um, with my goals is... You know, yeah, they're huge and they're big and they're all over the place, but I have to scale them back and start small, yeah. right? With your weekly goal, your daily goal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accomplish this from 9 to 10 a.m. goal yeah. um, and really writing that down. So, you know, I, I think most of us use our smart, smartphones all the time and, and I do. My notepad is just filled with years of, of notes, right? Um, but I still have to physically write it down for it to manifest and for me to actually follow through with it. Um, and so once I've 
spoken it to my phone in my notepad. I've also written it down. And that way I'm doing my old school checklist. Um, even if I'm writing it in my, putting it in my phone, I'm printing it and checking it off. And that's really helped me achieve what I need to every single hour of every single day, um, which for someone like me, I have to break it down backwards like that. Um, I have to go from this is my you know, three-year goal or five-year goal down to this is my yearly goal, my monthly goal, my weekly, my daily, and my hourly. Mm -hmm. um, and that's helped a lot. Meditation, working out, all that stuff. Um, I think it just all helps your mindset. It's so funny. I love that because you broke it down. And I'm going to plug a book real quick if you haven't yeah. read it. Ed Millett, The Power of One More. Phenomenal book. It's an easy read if you want to. I've seen audio. him in person. He's amazing. He's amazing. amazing. He's amazing. And, and something you said is was awesome was people who has set goals. You know, you always want to set a goal that makes you uncomfortable in some avenues, right? Right. But as a project, you know, manager like yourself, you reverse engineer it down, and you went down all the way. Most people look at it as a monthly goal, maybe a weekly goal, maybe they go to a daily goal, but you went to the hour. Mm -hmm. That tells me your time management is very, very important to you and understanding that each hour, I'm either getting better or worse. And I think that's phenomenal because Ed Miller brings that up in his book. And I was like, I've always thought of it that way, but I never really heard it from somebody like, no, you're really right. Like, it doesn't matter what happened in the last hour. The last hour could have been terrible. Mm -hmm. Could have been the worst hour of your life. But the next hour can change. And those are people that keep making progress towards their goals at a faster, quicker speed. And those are where you get those little wins. Did I get a good, did I get seven out of eight hours today solid? Perfect. I think that can be, and sometimes when people hear that, I think it can get overwhelming because you're thinking, mm -hmm. oh, great, now I have to have every single hour of the day with all of this stuff. And if I don't accomplish it, I'm going to feel overwhelmed or I'm going to feel less. You actually have more time when you do that. Mm -hmm. And I have found that to be true. It's taken me a long time to get to this place mm -hmm. and to feel that way. Um, but, you know, when you are filling in those, if you're fast like me at checking mm -hmm. things off, and you have your hour and you have this one goal that you need to accomplish an hour mm -hmm. and you're working for six hours that day, you have these six top priority things you need to fill in. You actually end up with a lot more free time yeah, um, to spend with your family by yourself or whatever you need. Yeah. And that's awesome. And that's that's actually great because it's a good, good turning point because most people think in real estate that, you know, and yes, there are some that get out there and work 70, 80 hours a week. And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. You can definitely do that, but you're not going to have a work-life balance, no. right? And for being married, four kids, uh, going to the sports, going to school drop-offs, yeah. like you have to be very smart with your time. I've done those 70-hour weeks for years, and, you know, and, and yeah, part of it is how I build my business, but the other part of it is going crazy, and then, you know, everybody's mad at you. So you got to you got to <laughs> figure out that happy balance, right? Yeah. So. So that's good. And, and that's really important. I think people need to understand about real estate in general, because we, like I said, everybody always sees the, I got a new listing or I got a new buyer and I sold sign. They don't see anything in between. You have to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for myself, I would just throw myself out there. I work out usually yep. every morning. Yep. Um, if I don't work out in the morning, I work out at night because you have to relieve the stress, right? You have to have your own time. Um, and you do need to make sure that you do time block your own family your own vacations. Like, you know, I take some vacations. You take some vacations and I don't feel bad about it. Now I work hard and I want to enjoy my life. My kids are going to be this small for so long. And I think a lot of times people need to understand that, like, you don't need to go all gas, all break, because all you're going to do is break. Yeah. You're going to burn yourself burn out. yourself out. You have to find a formula that works for everybody. And I know that from burning out, right? Yeah. So I've burned out. Burned out. Yeah. No, we didn't. <laughs> trust me. 
I'm all gas. There's a reason yeah. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I don't. I go all one way, and if I go one way, then that's it. So that's all it is. So good, good, good. So, um, I want to ask a couple more quick little questions, and then we'll finish this up. But so you talked about your goals. You talked about a family. We talked about listing agent compared to buying agent. We talked about the experience of buying a house at a courthouse, which we're definitely gonna have a conversation off, off air about that because I just want to hear the experience, especially being brand new. I think it's phenomenal, but. Um, you've been very loyal. Um, I've known that for a very long time about you. Um, you know, everything you were was you're loyal to your brokerage and you're very about, uh, which is a great thing. And, that, and this isn't about one brokerage over another or anything like that at all. But it was something that has always impressed me about you. Um, and when I, when I, when, you know, helping, you know, Miles and me and Nate were managing and coaching together, I've always said, I'm going to stay hands off. I'm going to, I will not, <laughs> I will not even try because I, I respect that about you. Like I respected, uh, I still do. I still respect that how loyal you are and how you are about your company. You're about helping others. It's not just always about a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about like how this process went from, from where you were to here. We don't need to put names. I mean, that's then we're here nor there. How did the process work for you to make a choice at a different brokerage? Like, I think a lot of agents don't know kind of how that works. Right. And how did you go through that process, especially since you're a planner and all that other good stuff? Sure. So, um, you know, that's it's a lot to unpack. But to keep it a little light, I, you know, the process for me, um, you know, it's something I thought about a few times over the last couple of years and then the last few months of of. I guess it was spring, early summer. Um, I really was thinking about going out and just interviewing a bunch of different brokerages and seeing what else is out there that could help me accomplish the goals that I have mm-hmm. um, and finding that support that I need. And so, you know, as I kind of went through um, everything I could possibly do from cloud-based to to local, um, I knew that you would not approach me. So I... I just could only be um, fair game because, of course, I I was all in mm-hmm. with my past brokerage, and I am all in here now, right? Um, that's that's just who I am. Uh, you know, I ended up after interviewing everybody else, basically that I had had on my list. I knew that I should, as a friend, come to you after. Well, I think it was a baseball game or something for our little ones, but. Um, and and just letting you know what I was doing mm-hmm. to, you know, see if that opportunity is there and see if you wanted to chat. So that's where it all started. And, um, you know, honestly, it's like it's weird. It's been a couple months now and there's really not any looking back for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, no regrets or anything like that. I am all in and just the process has been very seamless. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. By the way, yes, I was not going to approach. I, w- <laughs> I was like, look, I'll, if the time comes. I will have the conversation. And I told you when we first met, I said, when you gave, I was like, just so you know, you're not leaving. Like, as soon as you gave me the opportunity, I was like, not a chance. Yeah. Not, a, no, no, no. I did my job. I yeah, stood right. on the outside. I was being very patient. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, this is an opportunity. Okay. If I drove away going, there's no turning back now. There's no turning back Cats now. out of the bag. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, we're, 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 and we're happy to have you. We're, we're, we're super happy. We, I've been watching you for years and years. And so, um, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Ken, for coming here. So we want people to know more about Tracy. We want people to know more about E3. You've done a phenomenal job. Uh, you really embody what we are about as a company, right? You like to empower people. You like to elevate clients' experience, and you like to give back. And that's really what E3 stands for. So thank you so much. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you again for tuning in to our episode here. Once again, I'm your host, Chris Stew. Tracy Nelson is our special guest. 
and I thank you, and I'll see you on the next one.